Welcome to Lumber Talks, the National Lumber and Building Material Dealers Association's public policy podcast series. My name is Jonathan Payne, NLBMDA's president and CEO. As some of you may be aware, March is National Ladder Safety Month, and NLBMDA is a proud supporter. Today, Mike Vambry, Director of Product Safety and Engineering for Louisville Ladder, and a member of the American Ladder Institute, joins me to discuss ladder safety. Mike, thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. Glad to be here. Why don't you start by introducing yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about who the American Ladder Institute is and what your role is. Sure. So brief bit about me is I've been in the ladder industry or associated with climbing and climbing products and accident investigations, failure analysis for about 25 years. As you mentioned, I do participate in a number of ladder safety functions. Those are the American National Standards Institute safety standards pertaining to the to the various portable products. And I am the chairman of the fiberglass standard that covers fiberglass ladders. I'm the chairman of that. As far as ALI goes, um, the American Ladder Institute, ALI, is an organization of ladder manufacturers and ladder suppliers whose primary focus is safety, promotion of safety for ladders. Okay, great. What exactly is the National Ladder Safety Month and why is it so important? Well, this is the second year of the promotion of National Ladder Safety Month during the month of March. And it's, it's again, as the name really suggests, it's primarily to get the word out on working safely with ladders. So we are reaching out in many different ways to try and promote the safety message to ladder users, uh, companies, trade unions, that sort of thing, so that they can hopefully get the individuals who are using the ladders to be attentive and work safely from elevation. Is it true that every year over 100 people die in ladder-related accidents and that thousands suffer from disabling injuries? What you're saying is certainly in the ballpark of what uh, what I've seen in the past. So I, those numbers are shocking and on one level, uh, but they're they're not unexpected just because of my past experience that I've described. It, that's the exact reason that we host National Ladder Safety Month is to try and reduce those numbers in every way possible. Absolutely. And what are some of the most common causes of these types of accidents related to ladders? Well, I, I guess the overarching point is that ladder accidents occur due to a loss of stability of the of the ladder and user system that combined ladder uh, with a user standing on it. So those losses of stability, depending on the style of ladder, are a little bit different. So, for example, on a step ladder, what we would call a self-supporting ladder, uh, those are sitting on all four feet and, and are fully stable on their own. But with a user on the ladder, if there's any disruption to their stability or they overreach, the user and the ladder can tip over and fall. When it comes to an extension ladder, that loss of stability 
is oftentimes a slide, whether that's a slide out because the ladder was maybe set at too shallow of an angle and the feet cannot resist the slide out forces, or maybe again, back to that overreaching comment I made before, if somebody reaches too far to a, to the side, the extension ladder, the non-self-supporting ladder can tip over to the side. Now, are there any tips or best practices when choosing the right ladder for the right job? Like, How does one know that they're using the proper ladder for the job site? Well, the, I guess the simplest answer to that is follow the instructions that are on the ladder. Ladders are unique as tools go in the sense that the material you need to use that ladder safely is provided on the warning and instruction labels on the product. So attentiveness to those, those instructions can make a big difference. What are some of the key takeaways that our members and other folks uh, around the country in the workplace should be aware of when it comes to ladder safety? Great question. So there's four key areas to think about. When you're, when you're trying to choose your ladder for the job, these are really not in a particular order, but you know I'll, I'll list them off. The first thing is the style of ladder. Is it a self-supporting ladder, a step ladder, or is it a non-self-supporting ladder, an extension, a single or extension ladder that needs to be leaned against another object? And depending on the space constraints, for example, you may not have enough room to use an extension ladder and get the right setup angle. So there's, there's particular constraints that might lead you to choose one ladder style over another. So choose the right style for the space and, and the work you're doing. Choose a ladder of the proper material. Um, and the material makes a difference in the sense that if you're doing electrical work, you need a non-conductive ladder. If it's not something that's a condu uh, conductive work application, maybe a lighter ladder makes more sense, something that's not as heavy to move. So those are the first two. Uh, the, the last two, duty rating and size, are also important. The duty rating being the load capacity that the ladder can support. And that's the weight of the user plus any tools or equipment that they may need. And the size, meaning the length. How, how tall of a ladder do you need? If it's too short and you can't reach the work, then you might be tempted to overreach. So those are the the key points to consider with selection of your ladder. Now, does the ladder's width play any role? Well, the width of a ladder is controlled. Uh, when you're talking about a step ladder, for example, you do know, I think most people recognize that a step ladder is wider at the bottom than it is up at the top. And that's something that, based on the safety standards, is there are specifications on minimum slopes that are needed so that you have a suitable amount of stability. So it's not just about the width. There's actually testing that's done to make sure the ladder resists tipping in the, in the various directions, front, rear, or side, so that you do have uh, a reasonable level of stability. Now, you made reference to standards. Uh, where can our members find copies of these standards as it relates to their businesses and job sites? 
Another wonderful question. The American National Standards Institute, ANSI, they promulgate safety standards for a whole variety of, of products. And ladders is one of those products that have safety standards that cover them. So the, the two primary portable ladder safety standards that would be, for example, referenced would be the A14.2 for aluminum metal ladders and the A14.5 that covers the reinforced plastic or, or typically what we call fiberglass. Those can be obtained from um, ANSI or they can be obtained through other sources as well. American Ladder Institute is another uh, resource or location where you might be able to get that information to purchase those standards. What are some other safety training and resources available to employers and to their workers? Well, it, it, given that ladder safety is the is the focus of the ALI, there is a specific link on the ALI page, or you could go go directly to the website laddersafetytraining.org. And at that site, there are various modules for the different types of ladders you might be using that you can take the go through the training material and then take a test at the end of that module to demonstrate your knowledge of the material. So employers, for example, can ask their employees to go through and take various modules depending on the types of ladders that they use in their workplace and have a certificate for their employees once they have completed that process. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the ladder safety certification and who should consider getting certified? Well, as as you think about training and instruction, it is specific to the type of work you're doing, but it's also useful for at home as well. So there's there's the employer concerns, but there's also the concerns for people that work. Uh, there's a lot of an increasing number of people that are involved in the do-it-yourself projects at home. So whether it's employer-based or even individual use at home-based, the program that I mentioned at LadderSafetyTraining.org uh, can provide you that refresher, reminder. I mean, some of these you might think are pretty common sense, don't overreach, don't stand too high, but it, it gives you a good comprehensive review of the the rules of the road for safe ladder use. And lastly, what are some of the events being held this month in support of National Ladder Safety Month? I know that the ALI website does cover National Ladder Safety Month and provides a listing of that. One of the things that I am aware of is that as an employer, you can certainly sign up or an individual as well can sign up for uh, various email messages that uh, help to get out the word about National Ladder Safety Month and promote ladder safety. Absolutely. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Again, I want to thank Mike with Louisville Ladder for joining us. If you would like to learn more about the National Ladder Safety Month, visit our website at www.dealer.org D-E-A-L-E-R, or visit LadderSafetyMonth.com. This is Jonathan Payne. Thank you for listening to Lumber Talks, and until next time, stay safe.